on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sticks and Stacks. I'm Chris Meany, joined by Jen Piacenti. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Give Jen a follow at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Myself at Chris Meany. Please rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate that. It'll help the show out. It'll help you get the show faster because, Jen, there are 20 20 MLB games today on this Friday. Wow. <laughs> yep. 20 games, five double headers. There's a lot of action today, guys. We're going to try to focus most of the games from 7 p.m. Eastern on. There's a couple that we like in around that four Eastern range that we'll get to right off the top of the show. But uh, again, if anybody is just new to the show, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. Please, uh, I'll just say one more time, we appreciate the all the feedback and we're just here to try to help you win a little cash. That's it. And and last week was, was decent. We'll get into that and we'll segue into some games today. But uh, we also want to give a shout out to Monkey Knife Fight as well, because that's uh, who's getting this show for us. And it's presented by MKF. So uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But I just wanted to just talk to you. I know how hardcore of a baseball fan you are and following all your work recently. You're killing it on social media and Instagram and giving your takes on on some of the the trades that happen (laughs) in baseball. It's such a crazy time. Of course, we just let off the show that there's 20 games right now in Major League Baseball. Uh, But the trade deadline was actually pretty exciting. And sometimes I feel like in years past, it's a bit of a letdown. But, you know, this year I thought it was I thought it was intriguing. And, you know, if you're just catching in and you, you know, you just want to hear about some of the moves, the Padres made a ton. They acquired Mike Clevenger, made his first start against the Angels yesterday, didn't get the run support, but I thought he looked pretty good. Of course, they acquired Trevor Rosenthal in the bullpen. Jason Castro is a nice little catcher behind the plate. The Marlins acquired Sarling Marte, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Had Archie Bradley and Brian Goodwin go to the Reds. The Jays were very, very busy. Robbie Ray, Taiwan Walker, Ross Stripling grabbing three pitchers. Uh, Jonathan Villar as well. Um, and then the Cleveland Indians in return from sending Clevenger, Josh Naylor, Canadian boy, uh, maybe a little bit of pop in his bat yet to see. I thought that was a decent, uh, decent addition there. But who do you think were the big winners and what was your big takeaway from the trade deadline? I mean, I think overall the Jays and the Padres are the two teams that I would consider the big winners. They're two teams that I don't think would necessarily still be in the running if it weren't for a shortened season. Uh, but it's it's pretty exciting to see what they did. The Jays obviously went out. They had to shore up their pitching rotation. They had Shoemaker on the IL, and you know they're just short there. So they made some moves. Ross Stripling was the one that really surprised yeah. me the most. The fact that the Dodgers would be sellers, and I get it. Like they're so far out ahead, but. That was an interesting one to me. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how he does in the AL East. He's been giving up more home runs than ever before in his career this year. So we'll see what happens. Same with, um, you know, Taiwan Walker. M- moving these guys to the AL East, I wonder if they will be aces. But, you know, we thought the same thing about Rue. And he's been fantastic. So, yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I, I would have liked to have seen more from Clevenger uh, in San Diego. But, you know. There you go. Not going to lie. I was on the Padres last night. They they burned me. Yeah. It hasn't all been good, um, but the Padres were over at FTN. I had them as, as one of my World Series picks at 30-1. to 1. You can still get in on them right now using FTNbets.com. They're just their free prop shop, parlay calculator. It just gives you the absolute best odds across the board. So over there, you type in the Padres into the search engine, and you can still get them at 16-1. to 1. So that's pretty good odds. Like, for example, points bet 
has them at nine to one. So that's what I really love about the the parlay calculator and the prop shot. You can just you don't have to go searching around for all these different odds and which one's the best. It's just right there in front of you. So you can still get in on the Padres. I really liked what they did. I would I would like to see them add maybe one more bullpen arm, but this mm-hmm. is a team that I think. Uh, could really do some damage in the playoffs. I was just shocked with the Jays. Like, I understand that they're still, like, they have an opportunity. Right now, they're one game back, right, of, you know, being, it's, there's a cluster there in terms of the Astros, Twins, Yankees, Blue Jays, and surprisingly, the Tigers are 500 right now, three games back. But the Mm -hmm. Jays have a shot. I agree. I wonder about Robbie Ray. I don't think he'll be able to get it done in the AL East. I think that's going to be a really tough environment. But I thought they bought low on Ross Stripling. I thought that was a pretty good pickup and Taiwan Walker I thought was a nice buy low you know buy low player too because he has a lot of upside and he's been good this year I mean I definitely think that they made great moves um I just think that it will be interesting to see like as far as how we are betting it um it'll be interesting to see Robbie Ray and uh Ross Stripling with the home runs they've been giving up this season facing the Yankees and playing in Camden Yards um, and in Fenway so um that affects them but that doesn't mean that the the Jays still won't win I mean what we've seen is just so many overs on the totals what the other day wasn't it San Francisco scored like 24 runs in a game I mean San Francisco and then another team that day scored 16 I believe it was it was I think it was maybe the Cardinals I don't know I would get that right yeah it was it was the Cardinals that's right it's like what is going on yeah they put up a 16 spot that was a crazy day Tuesday looking at a 16 to 2 St. Louis 10 to 3 Boston 12 to 1 Detroit over Milwaukee 10 to 1 Cleveland and then (laughs) 20 some odd runs from San Fran so lots of runs we're going to be targeting some runs today we won't have Robbie Ray on the hill but the Jays do play twice Ross Mm Stripling gets the second game the second half of the double hitter against the Red Sox that's at 740 Eastern just quickly recapping last week just wanted to because if you are new to the show uh, we're not going to sit here and pump our tires all the time that's not what this show is going to be about again it's all about you at home wherever it is in your car listening we just want to try to provide some winners for you guys and so far things have been okay so you were all over Zach Allen last week in Arizona they beat San Fran Gallon again, seven innings, one earned run. And since that outing, he had seven scoreless and just the one hit against the Dodgers. So that's 23 big league starts for Zach Gallon, a 2.42 ERA, Jen. He still hasn't allowed more than three runs in a start. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's time for us to just face the facts that Zach that he's he's just good. Yeah, he's he's just really good. <laughs> and 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 he just gets I feel like you know, Vegas doesn't give him a ton of respect. Like he had that outing against the Dodgers and the Dodgers were heavily favored. And, you know, maybe you don't feel good about Arizona at San, San or picking Arizona over the Dodgers, but you can feel good, I think, about the under. So that was a game that we liked. And then we liked runs in Colorado. You had said at the very first show to attack Coors Field. Anytime there's a game there, if you want the overs, there are 14 runs and San Diego did well. We were all over Will Myers against a lefty, four for five, three runs and two RBI. And if they are going to name this show something else in the future, it may just be about the White Sox because I feel like yeah. we talk about the White Sox every single week. They worked out for us again last week. We had the over 4.5. We had them beat the Royals. They won 6-5. You called Jorge Soler go yard. Aloy Jimenez also went yard. And we had Whit Merrifield on Monkey Knife Fight on the prop was 1.5 total bases. He went yard. So before we get into the White Sox again, who just happened <laughs> to play the Royals one more time, Once again. <laughs> there is a game that you like in around four Eastern. It's the Jays and the Red Sox, Tanner Rourke and there Zach is. Godley. What stands out for you there? 
Yeah, so basically what stands out for me is I think this is another game where we are going to take the over. I'll, I'll break down a little bit of why. First of all, Godley, well, he's... He's just not good this season. <laughs> he has a 7.71 ERA and a 1.95 whip in six starts. Um, now, his BABIP of 3.66 suggests maybe he's been a bit unlucky, but at 2.45 home runs per nine and 4.56 walks per nine, I just, ugh, I feel like there's going to be men on the bases. Um, and they're at Fenway, which is a hitter's park. So... The Jays, on the other hand, have Rarick on the mound. Uh, he's 2-1 with a 5.33 ERA and 1.78 whip. Uh, only 7.33 strikeouts per nine and five walks per nine. He's got a 47% hard contact rate. You see where I'm going here with the over. Right. <laughs> Righties are batting 417 against him. So, you know, it just seems to me like there's no way with what we've been talking about with runs being put up that this isn't going to be a big run total at Fenway today. Yeah, and the Red Sox, I'm just looking at their bullpen ERA, like 5.74, because Godley's not going to last long in this game. There's just, mm-hmm. there's just no way. The Jays' bullpen has been much better, but even much still. Much better. Even still, there's Toronto pro- has 13 wins in relief. And they strike. Toronto also strikes out less than league average. So I, I'm giving the advantage here to Toronto, but I feel like the over of 8.5 is is something you got to take. Yeah, it's a little low. Um, and even though you know it's the double hitter and it's only going to go seven innings, I still I agree with you. I think that we're going to get some runs there. And plus, on top of it, it's like the cherry on top of the icing here. The wind is blowing out to right, 10 miles per hour. So the wind is blowing out. That is not good news for Godley and Rourke, who just give up a lot of pop and, and a lot of just uh, fly balls. So I like that call by you. Let's save the White Sox. Let's continue with runs. And I'm going to go over to the Mets and the Phillies game. We have Jake Arrieta and Rick mm-hmm. Porcello on the hill for both of these teams. The over right now is 10. I have a feeling it may get up to 10.5 or 11, closer to first pitch, which is at 7.10 Eastern time. So just looking at Arietta, and if you're you're new to the show, some of the things I like to really just look at is contact rates, fly ball rates, hard hit rates, and line drive rates. I just want to see who the pitchers who give up the most contact, because I'm not going to lie. I like overs. I like runs. I'm on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, and I'm looking to see where the runs are going to be. I don't want to just tackle a low scoring game it's not for me I, I want to see where the offense is going to come from Arietta has an 84 percent contact rate a 6.1 swinging strike percentage anytime it's below seven percent uh, that's very very bad and anytime a pitcher has over an 80 percent contact rate that I think that that's a red flag as well and he's just getting hit hard so not only is he not striking out guys people are just making a lot of contact and hard contact a 42 percent hard hit rate and a 28 percent line drive rate those are huge numbers and on the other side Porcello an 87 percent contact rate it's mm. top five in all of baseball an even lower swinging strike percentage at 5.9 a higher hard hit rate at 44 percent and the line drive rate is at 26 so I feel like there's going to be some runs. I moved over to, again, ftnbets.com. Checked out their parlay calculator. The DraftKings Sportsbook is spitting out 110, so I think that's pretty good. And over on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, again, if you're not familiar with them, it's one of the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports sites out there. And that's because, unlike any other daily fantasy sports site... 
You don't have to play against sharks. There's no salary caps. Anybody has a chance at winning. So check out monkeyknifefight.com. It's not just baseball and hockey with myself, Eric Young. They have all of the sports, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, heck, even esports. Maybe someday we'll give some esports advice. It's probably not going to come from me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Not either. Um, no. But free five bucks just for signing up. Free $5 just for signing up. Use the promo code STACKS. They're going to match your first deposit instantly up to $50. So check out monkeyknifefight.com. And with a name like MKF, you know exactly what you're getting into, Jen. Monkeys, knives, fights, and what we all love. Sports. 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 So. Chris, do you remember when Rick Porcello won the Cy Young? Oh my goodness. Do I ever? I remember a lot of like (laughs) random pitchers winning the Cy Young, like Porcello. R.A. Dickey had that one solid year with the Mets. Wow. Yeah. Rick Porcello, like, let's just kind of look at his progress through his career. I do remember that one season. Uh, where he was phenomenal. I think he had like a 3.15 ERA. Yeah, 223 innings. He won 22 games, which kind of helped mm-hmm. him. Like, mm-hmm. wins or whatever. Like, he had the run support. But, yeah, he struck out seven per, and he walked 1.29, and he had the 3.15 ERA. I, that was the year. But ever since, the walks have gone in the wrong direction. The Ks have gone in the wrong direction. Yep. And so has the ERA. And, you know, whatever, wins or wins, but... He's only got one of them with the Mets. I mean, would you rather have Dallas Keuchel or Rick Porcello? I would rather have Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, he keeps mm-hmm. he keeps the ball on the ground. Uh, right. He's another guy who limits the walks. He doesn't give up a ton of hard contact, and most of what Keuchel gives up is is at least on the ground. He's been one of the, the best ground ball pitchers over the last five years. I think he had like a 64% ground ball rate a couple years ago. So he gets out of the trouble that way with Rick Porcello. I mean, he just doesn't look at some of the home runs that he's 31 home runs in 2019, 27 in 2018, 38 in 2017. So he's just given up so many home runs over the past couple of years. So I was just looking at some of the splits, like what batters do we want to attack here? And mm-hmm. so Philly against right-handed pitchers, JT Romuto, seven home runs. Jay Bruce has six home runs, a 275 average. And on the other side, just attacking Jake Arrieta, Robinson Cano's had a pretty good year, like a pretty nice bounce back flashes of old school Robinson Cano. He's hitting 435 against righties. He has a team high 495 Woba, five homers. Michael Conforto is absolutely red hot. He has a 354 average against righties. And then Dominic Smith, six home runs and a 324 average against righties. I just think there's going to be runs across the board. You're going to start with Nemo atop the order. Conforto, Davis, Smith, Cano. Heck, Pete Alonso is hitting sixth. What? Like, there's just a lot of power happening in this Mets lineup and on the other side as well. So, over here on Monkey Knife Fight, I'm kind of just going through a lot of the matchups. And the first one I see is more or less from the pitchers. I'm just not even going to touch it. Like, 3.5K yeah. prop for Porcello and a 3.5K prop for Arietta. If I had to choose, I would probably go maybe over on Porcello. Um, and under on Arietta. Arietta's two strike, one strikeout in his last two outings. So I just don't think he's going to strike yeah. anybody out. I'm actually going to circle back to the game we were just talking about, the Toronto Boston game. There is a monkey knife fight uh, over under for Godley versus Rourke, both of them at three and a half K. I'm going to take the under on both of them. Mm. Neither of them are really strikeout pitchers, and I just don't see that happening today. And also in the home run derby over there, um, the Jays are batting three, no, sorry. Righties are batting 393 versus Godley. So nice. I'm going to take right-handed Jays. I'm going to take Guriel 
and Teoscar Hernandez, and then I'm going to take Bogarts versus Rourke. Because you have to have players from two teams in the home run derby. So I decided to home run derby Hernandez, Guriel, and Bogarts in that game. Nice. I love Xander. Yeah, Bogarts, is mm-hmm. he's been the one constant in the Red Sox bat so far. And I love the call, Guriel and Teoscar. I believe both went yard yesterday, and they've had strong seasons as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the home run derby over a monkey knife fight. It's cool, right? You can pick any any three players you mentioned you have to touch on on the two teams. But, you know, if you just think that there's going to be the one home run, it's 1.5 times your payout. If you think it's going to be two, it's three times. If you want to get risky and you think there's going to be three, it's five times. So I like that call by you, and I'm just going to attack those bats. Like, I think Romuto and Bruce – and maybe Conforto, like those are my three in terms of just home runs. And then there's a fantasy challenge too. If you're not comfortable with the home runs, it works the same way. Like if you think there's going to be over 10 fantasy points, two times your payout, 12.5 is three times. I like to just try to get as much money as I can. (laughs) So I'm going to go with 15.5, five times on payout. I'm going to take safer guys. I'm going to take probably, I'm going to stick with JT Romuto, the solid average, I'll probably swap out Bruce because he's more of a, like a, either a strikeout or a home run guy. I'll probably put in Bryce Harper or Reese Hoskins. I think both of them are, are solid. And then I'll stick with Cano, and I like Conforto. I, the biggest takeaway here, guys, is just both of these pitchers just give up so much contact. So we could nice. see a combined 15, 20 hits. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm picking the over 10 runs. I wouldn't be shocked if there was at least 15 hits in this game. You get on base. You even get fantasy points on Mucky Knife Fight for walks. So um, that's where I'm going there. And then I'm kind of just sticking. I'll go to the end. Again, trying to get as much money as I can at 20 <laughs> times my payout. So unfortunately, you you have to pick some pitchers here. And that's, that's the rough part of, you know, with Ariette and Porcello and the strikeout prop. I'll go over the 3.5 for Porcello under... 3.5 for Arietta. Brandon Nimmo, 1.5 hits or walks atop the order. I think he'll set the table. He may bat five times today. I'll take the over there. Harper, 1.5 total bases. That's an easy over. And then Real Muto runs and RBIs, 1.5. You just slap five bucks on that. The return is $100. You really want to get into it. 50 is a return of 1000 So there's lots of money to be won on Monkey Knife Fight. So there's two games. Should we get into the White Sox now or should we save them to the end? Oh, man. Uh, all right, let's save him to the end okay. so that you guys don't have to listen to the hype train one more time if you don't <laughs> want to. But you probably want to hang on to the end because I'm pretty sure that we're driving the train in the right direction. No doubt. All right, so who? what's another game that you like? Potential World Series preview? Padres and uh, Athletics? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, those are fighting words there, Chris, because <laughs> you know I'm an Astros fan. I but know. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I'm just looking briefly at this game, and mostly because I want to take, I don't want to pick a winner here. I just want to take the under, because I'm looking at these two pitchers. Um, First of all, Oakland has Lazardo on the mound. He has an ERA on the season of 3.86, but at home, a 1.90 ERA. And on six or more days of rest, his opponent batting average is 111 and they're only slugging 222. This guy is just an absolute bonkers talent. I absolutely love him. I have him in my seasonal leagues and I think he's going to have a great game tonight. They've had plenty of time that they've had the whole week off. So that's good for pitchers. 
Maybe not necessarily as good for batters that sometimes need to get into the groove. The Oakland A's have struck out 340 times this season. When out last week when we did this podcast, they were leading the league, but they didn't play this week, so they're no longer leading the league. However, that's still a lot of strikeouts on a per-game basis. San Diego only strikes out about league average. Now, let's go over to who the Padres have on the mound. They have Zach Davies. And again, I think I mentioned this last week or maybe the week before. I just kind of don't get how Davies has been so good. So I decided to dig a little bit deeper. It looks like what he's doing is throwing less of his fastballs, which is probably a pretty smart move since his fastball, you know, isn't fast. Um, more cutters and more change-ups. So, and he's also just not putting men on the bases. He has a career-high strikeout rate right now of 23.3%, walking less than ever. He is only giving up 38% hard contact. As you know, the pitchers we were just talking about were giving up 45, 46, 47, 48. So this is looking like it's going to be a very low-scoring game to me. Last night, the Padres actually somehow got stymied by the Angels, as we spoke about, and lost 2 to nothing. So I feel like... With, with Davies only having a 5.7% walk rate and a 176 strikeout-to-walk ratio, that I feel confident taking the over on his strikeouts, which is 3.5 on Monkey Knife Fight, and the over on Lazardo strikeouts, which is 4.5 on Monkey Knife Fight. And I want to take the under on the total runs for the game. Both bullpens should be fine. Oakland is one of the best bullpens in the league. And uh, Padres just shorted up a little bit with Trevor Rosenthal. So I'm just feeling like this is a low-scoring game. I'm not betting on a winner because the winner may only come by a one-run margin. I like it. I like this call by you. You've talked me into it. And it's spacious ballpark, right? Pitchers Park for for both of them. For both of them. Yeah. And... uh, uh, you know, the athletics, I think we talked about this last week, I'm pretty sure. It seems like a home run or a strikeout, right? A 26.5 right. strikeout percentage is third right now, but the Tigers lead at 26.6. So it's it's basically the highest strikeout mark in all of baseball. I've been waiting for a couple of years for Zach Davies maybe to kind of regress, but it just doesn't seem like he's going to. He just he yeah. seems like a, just a solid real-life pitcher. The strikeouts are up, like you alluded to. The walks are down. He keeps the ball on the ground for the most part. Love the environment. He doesn't give up home runs. Yeah, he doesn't. No, four bombs. That's Mm -hmm. it. 41 innings. And you you know what? You really brought up a good point was just the time off. The time off, I think it throws off the hitters more than it throws off the pitchers, right? You mean you're a a week off and, and the timing is a little off. And I think we saw that earlier with the Cardinals when they came back off their long, Mm -hmm. their long stretch and Miami as well was just the timing was just a little off. So like that call by you and moving right along before we wrap up with our White Sox was just one game. I, I I really don't have a lot of monkey knife uh, fight props for this game, but I just think it's a solid pick Cincinnati by two uh, or plus 125 on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you're really not going to get a whole lot of value by just picking the Reds to win the game straight up. Um, on the money line, it's it's there's really just no value there. So I just feel like you can, with confidence, pick them by two. I mean, the total is six, last I saw, which is crazy. And the reason it's so low is because of the Pittsburgh Pirates. They have a 2.5 
team implied run total today, 2.5. I haven't seen anything 2.5 all year. Like usually 3.1, 3.2. Right. 2.5 is extremely low. The Pirates dead last in ISO, WOBA, on base percentage. <laughs> they're 27th in average. They're 29th in slugging. They're top 10 in strikeout rate. Trevor Bauer has been really good all year long. Probably going to rack up close to 10K in this game. And sometimes he can be sporadic with the walks, gets him in trouble, get a couple walks, maybe gives up a long ball. But guess what? The, the Pirates, they don't walk. They don't do anything. <laughs> they just <laughs> they just go to the plate, <laughs> take a couple swings, <laughs> go back to the dugout. I know that's not great analysis. Kind of laughing at myself here for saying that. But some of the guys in their lineup, like Josh Bell, isn't the same as Josh Bell last year when he had that crazy nope. good year. Kevin Newman. Brian Reynolds, these guys who had yeah. strong I mean, averages, but high Babips, like they're just coming crashing back down to earth. When Colin Moran is your star, right. there's a problem. Exactly. Like Eric <laughs> Gonzalez is leading off for this team. Like yeah. I'm going to take that 2.5 team implied total that Vegas is giving them and this low total, which is the reason why, is that all we need really is the Reds to score four runs because I can't imagine the Pirates getting more than two. So uh, I'll – side with Cincy um, to win by two. And I like the White Sox to win by two, but surprise, surprise, right? Here we are again, Chicago, Dane Dunning against Brady Singer. Like, how can we not continue to ride the White Sox, Jen? They've been so good to us. They have been so good to us, and there's so many underlying reasons why they're going to be good for us again tonight. Uh, Dane Dunning, you know, he's, yeah, he's a rookie. We have a very small sample size, but, you know, in his last in last outing versus the Royals, he struck out seven and only walked one. He's had two starts so far to a 2.89 ERA, 0.75 whip, and 14 strikeouts and only nine and a third innings of work. So that's a 40% strikeout rate. And by the way, 19.7% of those are swinging strikes. Oh, it's just, man. it's ridiculous. And I don't know, like maybe he can't maintain this, but again, we're talking about the Kansas City Royals. They only average 3.84 runs per game. The only team that averages less are the Texas Rangers. And Kansas City is probably without Jorge Soler, the best player on the team. He's the one that leads in both RBI and home runs. He's had back tightness and oblique irritation. So to me, you put those two things together. And I don't know if you want to talk about the other side, about Brady Singer versus Chicago. Yeah, I mean, Brady Singer, he doesn't have as, as much of a high contact rate as some of these other pitchers that we're talking about, but he's walking nearly four batters per nine. He's only striking mm-hmm. out eight per. He does keep the ball on the ground for the most part, but he has given up eight home runs already right. this season, right? So, I mean, 31 strikeouts in 34 innings, that's that's not elite stuff. The 14 walks in those 34 innings. He, and he just faced the White Sox, and he only lasted five innings. Like, it wasn't bad. He, You know, a right. lot of pitchers are really getting lit up by the White Sox. RIP Danny Duffy again yesterday. But... <laughs> You know, he still gave up the three and runs, and he only struck out four. So he's got to face this White Sox team for a second time in a row. I'm seeing a team, a run uh, total at 5.2 for the White Sox and only four for the Royals. And I'm sure once we get news that Soler is not in the lineup, it's probably going to drop down to 3.6. Like you said, he's their their one big power bat is a guy who had the most home runs against right-handed pitching last year. He's he's legit. He's a good bat, Mm -hmm. and you take him out of the lineup – and, and you just struggle. So, I, I you know, Danny Duffy or um, Danny Duffy, another D, uh, Dan Dunning is uh, another double D that I think just has more upside than Danny yeah. Duffy. <laughs> and you look at some of the numbers, you're right. He probably 
none of this is sustainable. Like the 19.7 swinging strike percentage, the contact rate in the 70, 73% range, the ground ball rate, 52% is probably sustainable. But you look at just some of his numbers in the minors, I mean, double digit strikeouts almost in every single stop. Like this isn't just, this isn't new. He's got four pitches. He can mix them all up. He can hit 92, 93 with his fastball, and then he can throw your curve, throw the curve and change at you, and really just uh, – he's been fooling batters. So I know his opponents haven't been great, Detroit and KC, but this isn't a great one either. So I think we can get on board with the White Sox by two. Again, you pick Chicago by one on the money line. There's just not a lot of value there. So if you just right. – maybe if you parlay a Cincy by two, a White Sox by two, you throw the under on you know the, the Oakland and San Diego game, you get involved with Philly and the Mets for the over – and then, you know, you throw those four on, you slap 20 on it, you're looking at like, like a $400 payout. There's a lot there. Or you can just do the single single games if you want. So I just think there's a lot about the White Sox that I like. And, and over on Monkey Knife Fight, I just go through the matchups. I'll take the under on Brady Singer's 4.5K and less. Yep. And 4.5K for Danny, for Danny, for Dan Dunning. Getting this guy mixed mm-hmm. up. You know, Dan Dunning, a fan of the show, probably not happy. Uh, butchering his name, but <laughs> striking guys out. Is he not going to get 5K today? He's probably going to get 5K today. That's all we need yeah. is five strikeouts. And he's stretched no out a little problem. bit. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm totally with you. And, and one of the other numbers that stands out to me, you know, you mentioned Brady Singer's giving up 2.05 home runs per nine. His home run, his home run to fly ball ratio is 25.8%. And we're talking about the Chicago White Sox, who have the third most home runs in 2020 and have scored the eighth most runs per game at 5.05. So to me, and I, I, I echo what you said, I think Brady Singer's a pretty good pitcher, and he's a rookie. We're, we've got two rookies mm. here, you know, and we have a larger sample size with Brady Singer, so maybe it's not exactly fair we're making Dane Dunning look like a star, but look, Kansas City Royals are going to be the ones that suddenly bring Dane Dunning back down to earth. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm maybe even playing the home run derby again. I'm taking Alex Gordon on the Kansas City side, and then I'm going to take any Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I, th- I think you continue <laughs> to ride the guys who have been hot, like uh, Robert. Anderson, yeah, Robert. Yeah, uh, that's what Aloy, I was Jimenez. I think mm-hmm. you just continue to take those guys who have just been, yeah, Edwin went yard yesterday too. So I think you have some fun with the Home Run Derby and the Fantasy Challenge over there. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. like we said, you can pick any three and move on. So just to recap here. We like the under in Oakland and San Diego. We think that that's going to be a little bit of a pitcher's duel there. Like the over in Philly and New York, I really suggest using your free $5. Sign up at monkeyknifefight.com and just have some fun over there. There's lots of cool contests. You want to get risky, you you certainly can, and there's some big payouts if you want to just take a shot on JT Romuto or Reese Hoskins or Robinson Cano on the over on the 1.5 total bases. I think you can certainly get involved there. And then we like the Reds by two and the White Sox by two. And then we also like some runs. So if you're listening early, maybe you get yourself a head start on a Friday and you take the over on the Red Sox and the Jays. And and you just play around with some money on the late games. Uh, any final words, Jen? No, I mean twenty games, guys. Twenty, <laughs> 20. games. Isn't it awesome? You can just basically put it on nonstop. It's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it really is. Okay, for myself, Chris Meany, and Jen Piacenti. Again, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back next Friday. Let the winners be yours, and don't fe- don't uh, hesitate to ever reach out. If you want to have some picks on Saturday or Sunday, we're both around following the baseball for sure. So take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.